0: Hello friend, my name is Lane Kennedy, and this is your Intuition Knows. Thank you for joining me. This is a podcast about exploring life and slowing down from today's super connected, overcommitted, busyness. In these episodes, I will show up and share practical tools, small inspirations, pieces of conversations, connection with others and hope, that just for today, if you take a moment, a time out, and breathe, that your life will change. Yep. One slow breath, one pause can change everything. I dare you to hang out with me. Let's change the world. Let's change your world one breath, one moment at a time. Welcome to the show. Let's get into it. Welcome back. Here it is. Here I am. Another day. Oh, thank you so much for coming back and taking another listen to this epic mini series that I'm hosting with other uh, teachers. And I'm really excited to bring my guest today with you. Her name is Julian Elizabeth, and I met her in LA. Oh. Just, she's so golden, and I'm really excited to have her on the show with me today, and it's going to get juicy. I can already promise you guys, if you're like, oh, I don't have time to listen to this one, tune in. You're going to want to share this conversation for sure, so listen till the end. Okay, Julianne, welcome to the show.
1: Hi. Hello. So excited to be here.
0: I know. (laughs) So good. Uh, You know, I always like to just start out with having... My guest, share a little bit about their, you know, their background. You know, just sum it up in like, I don't know, less than two minutes. But <laughs> it, because you know, this is a long. You have a long journey, so I don't even know where to begin because you've been doing this for a while. But dig in there, jump in. All
1: right. Yeah. Hi. Welcome. Or thank you for having me. Um. Well. Um, hmm. I started out uh, my, my professional career in advertising. So I worked um, in Chicago at an advertising agency, managing some pretty big clients. And that was, that was my track. I had a, you know, I had a path. I had a partner and a condo and a, we're going to talk about getting a cat. So it was, um, it was, it was a committed path. And then I, um, I just started slowly realizing that this this wasn't it this wasn't the life that i really felt excited about and it was around the same time that i started practicing yoga it was just a free week at a hot hot yoga studio near my house and so i started practicing yoga and i just knew within a couple of classes that this was big for me and i remember coming home from from that class and or from a class and I said to my partner, I just really think I'm supposed to teach. And, and he, um, he didn't get it. And it was in that moment that I was like, okay, I have to change things. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, you know, a series of, of events sort of happened. And, and over the course of two years, I went to a nutrition certification program and did a yoga teacher training. I left my relationship. I I went part-time at my corporate job. They were really supportive of of a shift for me and, and helped facilitate that. And then I I dared myself to to quit. And I booked a trip across the country that counted that added up to more days than I had paid time off. And so that was like my my leap. And I'll never forget how it felt to book that flight. And I walked into the office and I quit Um, or gave my notice. And then I went on this trip across the country and I landed in LA and just felt like, okay, this is it. This is where I want to be. And so it was this whirlwind shift that didn't take that long. Mm -hmm. And within two years, I I was teaching full time. I had walked into a yoga studio near my house in LA and the mm-hmm. owner said, I, I feel like you're supposed to teach here. She mm-hmm. literally handed me five classes. Whoa. And I, I had a, a schedule. I had private coaching clients. I, um, I just had decided this was my path and the universe said, yes, it is. And everything mm-hmm. sort of seemed to align that way. So um, that was about five years ago.
0: Wow,
1: that I I landed here in LA and yeah.
0: Okay, I want to get back. Thank you for sharing that because Uh you know this is. I talk a lot about this in my book, and this kind of deep listening, and I want to get to that moment when, you know, you're sitting in your ad office (laughs) in Chicago, and you were like, "This isn't happening anymore." Like, what was it? that you were like, this shit needs to change. Like what, what was that like, was it a small moment or was it something that really like pushed you or nudged you? I mean, you were getting yeah. a cat. With your <laughs> like, no, like, what, like what, you know, like you were going down that path, you know, and a lot of people, you know, just ignore the signs of the universe. So there must have been, can you think of, you know, was there something? that just was like, boom, this this is it?
1: Mm. Well, you know, it was so many things that had to change. So it wasn't mm. just the job and the path. It was also the relationship and the location and, and all of these different bits of my life that, mm. um, that had to change. So it wasn't just one. It wasn't like one change happened. It was just mm-hmm. a series of revelations and realizations. But um, the biggest thing was in terms of the career and knowing that this wasn't lighting me up was that i i reached a point where i couldn't imagine i couldn't imagine a future with it i couldn't imagine mm-hmm. like um myself progressing and when mm-hmm. i first started i totally did i saw myself going from you know the first position i was given the en- relatively entry level position to um you know manager to the director to on and on and then I, I was at this point where I was three or four years in, and I I just didn't want to learn anymore. Mm. I knew I was capable of learning whatever more I needed to learn, whether it was you know, mm-hmm. more spreadsheet formulas or <laughs> whatever it is that I, I was tasked to do. And I just felt so much resistance to it. It was like my brain was like, no, there's no more room for this anymore. Mm-hmm. And... And so that was a big piece and and there was this dark night of the soul kind of experience where i I just didn't know what to do with that because I love learning and that's my that's my thing I'm a student and i I didn't want to i just felt like i just felt like I was dragging and i I really just felt so strongly that the the light of my day was always going to yoga mm. and I would leave yoga and come home, and I wasn't excited to be home either and It just felt like in a similar way, I couldn't imagine the future mm-hmm. and yeah i just I just knew that something had to change, and I think I've always been quite connected to an intuitive voice within me mm-hmm. but I haven't always believed that I was connected to it. So I've made very concrete choices for myself and left turns and right turns and made a lot of changes that Mm -hmm. in later reflection or as others shared with me was, oh, you're so intuitive. That was, you know, that was the right decision. But in the moment, it, it didn't feel like I was listening to a voice.
0: It was just an action. Right. Oh. You know, that voice, the whisper, I often call it the whisper, the soul's whisper, you know, it's it's always there, right? Mm-hmm. And you yeah. you you knew the whole time. You <laughs> yeah. knew when you're making that agreement <laughs> to get the cat that maybe you were gonna have to leave. Yeah. I laugh. Um after nine eleven hit, um, my the guy that I was dating showed up and said, let's go look at puppies at the pound. And I was like, what? <laughs> like the world is falling apart and you want to go look at puppies. Yeah, this is not like no. <laughs> like, not the right vibe. <laughs> Not the right time, my friend. You know, like and my my you know intuition, my inner voice was like screaming at me. You know, I'm in the car. We're driving to the pound and I'm then I'm walking around the you know, the cages. And I'm just like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Mm. You know, meanwhile, my little intuition's like, get out of here, get out of (laughs) here, leave now. Um, yeah, just that little soul whisper is always with us. So I want to invite everyone listening to just tap in and see, you know, are you listening to it today? Like I've listened to it, Julian's listened to it. And as a result of it, like what I hear from Julian is that she's gone on this amazing adventure leaving that corporate, oh my God. That, it's like the rat race. It's like, go, 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 do, 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 do. And now you just get to be in your, in your soul. You get to be in your life. And this idea of walking into a yoga studio and being handed five classes, that's like unheard of.
1: Yeah. In Los Angeles, which is- yeah, Right. Tough. Anywhere. Everyone's a yoga teacher in LA.
0: Yeah, it's like here in the sit in San Francisco it's the same thing like I walk yeah. in there like nope sorry see ya. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> but really maybe just one more class and nope, see ya. No. Uh so you got into your practice, you got into teaching and I mean you've explored a lot of different types of uh, practices. Yes. Yeah. And it's like a rabbit hole that never ends. Exactly. Right. I mean, you just keep going, keep going. And so I want to get into, so there's two things that I really want to dig into. It's like, I want to, of course, get into the yoga nidra, but you're on a, you're on a little bit of another journey right now, going deep into kundalini. And so I want to, I want you to explore and share this with our listeners today, because a lot of before I have a dear, dear friend who went down the path of Kundalini and she showed up one day and she had this white scarf on and white clothes. And I was like, mm-hmm. what happened? Mm-hmm. Like, I fell in love. And I was like, okay, tell me all about him. She's like, no, with my practice. And I, was, and I had no idea what she was talking about, but there was something like she, she completely transformed, transcended. And this was somebody, you know, in recovery, um, I had helped her in, in recovery and she she was like floating in another realm. And so I don't know, um, I don't want to say I don't know a lot about kundalini, but there is, there's layers to it. So let's hear a little bit about like how you discovered this or what made you step into this practice?
1: Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, kundalini yoga is, well, my my practice and my experience of it it's a it's quite powerful and it's very subtle and Mm -hmm. so um there is this potential to to float Mm. um and so I'm I'm very aware of that and so my practice with it is is to really become more embodied and to become more aware and that's what Mm. that's what the practice is is how it's how it's sort of explored is it's the yoga of awareness and its intention is to guide us to a place where we are more aware of our actions of the subtleties of each other and mm-hmm. um, and that takes an activation or an, an opening of the nervous system and the endocrine system and the glandular system and so in that way the the path that i've been on that has led me to a consistent regular practice of it is is connected to yoga nidra because they they both work in the subtle and they work on this part of us that is, it's not on the outside. It's not our muscles or our bones or our joints. It's, it's the inside. And so I, I see them as very much connected. And mm-hmm. as I go deeper in one, I crave and long for going deeper in another. And yes. so that sort of led me to where I am with both of the practices Um, because, because really they're the same and all of these, these forms of yoga and meditation and, um, you know, we're aspiring to go deeper. We're aspiring to merge with this part of us that whispers or this part of us that calls to us to, um, to be aware of the subtlety.
0: Okay. I got to stop you right there. Right. uh, So because we're talking way out there. Yeah. Bring me back. But let's come back because we're talking about the subtle bodies. Yes. Right. So let's explain. <laughs> sure. What that means to our listener. Okay. Um, the
1: The subtle body, it's um, it it's it's turning that whisper that we were just talking about mm-hmm. into a more grounded, clear voice that we can hear. Yeah, and that's one way to explain it. Um, and maybe I can um, I can also explain it as an ability to um, experience emotion. Yeah, from a, a place that's more of a witness than a a key player, if that makes sense. So it's mm-hmm. like you're witnessing. Okay, I'm having this emotional experience, which doesn't mean you're not feeling that it's uncomfortable or intense. But you're able to see, okay, this might be a pattern that I'm familiar with, or I can recognize this will pass, so I'm not going to react to whoever is causing this emotional experience for me. So it's an ability to be more of a witness to what's going on and to have awareness that this might be an endocrine system response. Mm. This might be an ancient response that's held in my nervous system. So, you're aware of the parts of you that you can't necessarily see. You're aware of feeling that, um, okay, my breath is short right now. My eyes can't focus. I need to take some time for myself instead yeah. of having that realization 10 minutes after you, you know, you freaked out or you, um, you, you, know, you had whatever reaction you tend to maybe have, right. um, whether it's, you know, numbing yourself out with, uh, a device or a substance or behavior, you're able to pause before you notice something's going on that isn't as obvious as um, you know, as other things and, and you can react appropriately or respond appropriately.
0: So I, <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes it makes right. sense to me. Absolutely. It just, and it works so hand in hand with the Nidra, right? It just, mm-hmm. it's, it's like they're the same, but not uh, because the depth of the practice, right? So, okay, ladies, if you're, you're listening, um, I want to kind of step in here. It's like, it's like the subtle bodies like, I want to describe it really plain, plain. Mm. It's, it's like um, your best friend can see everything in your life Right, like they're really objective. <laughs> they can like <laughs> be like, "Oh, you know what, Lane? Mm-mm. That's your blind spot, dude. You got to like back it up." You know, like my best friend just can call me out on stuff, and I, I feel like the subtle bodies are kind of like that. They see everything that's going on, mm-hmm. but and they gent- they are very gentle. Like sometimes my best friend can be kind of a yeah, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> where the where the subtle where the subtle bodies kind of whisper like, "Oh, you know, this is the endocrine system." have you know a reaction you might want to take you know like let's consider this it's it's very obvious subtle and soft messaging if i hope that helps because the subtle bodies are it's, it's so they're powerful so powerful and when you yeah. you just got back from uh, a trip where you were completely immersed in a couple of trips. A couple of <laughs> trips, right. T- like just chanting and hours of uh, being in the practice. And <sighs> that's commitment. That's a dedication. Yeah. Like, like you are a soul warrior. <laughs> really. I love that. Yeah. I, I, it's like, and I feel like once you become awake, there's no option, right? Like it just becomes like, this is the path that I have to walk. And if you're a listener here today, you know, like I'm not saying you got to get on the path and you got to start walking and you're going to start going through all this crazy stuff that Julie and I have experienced. But once you kind of wake up to this, it's like, you want to explore it. It's exciting. It's exhilarating. Um, it's opening. There's more love. I mean, Jesus, the capacity to love is unbelievable. Mm. So, I, I think I do want to ask about the chanting. <laughs> sure, <laughs> because I'm not a chanter. Everybody knows that I'm not a chanter. And when when I walk into a class and they start chanting, I'm like, I, I leave. <laughs> so, for somebody like me, I want you to give like some practical. Um, tips on how to kind of break through this.
1: Great. Yeah, I I can relate. I was definitely a a skeptic um (laughs) around around the chanting for sure. And and I think instead of leaving, I was just someone who, okay, I'll dive in and I'll do it, but I'm I'm gonna do it with one foot out the door. I'm not gonna Mm. believe in what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um so, yeah, so I can relate to to that, and I think that it can be um, it can be sort of alienating, and this is something that yeah that that that's a little strange, I think, especially when we come from uh, a culture or, or a place in the current times that is more skeptical of of prayer or repetition of, Mm -hmm. of mantra or of singing, really. I mean, singing is, is using your, your throat and it's, Mm -hmm. it's vulnerable. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a vulnerable part of the practice. And so I can still relate to that. I still find myself, even though I use my voice in teaching and in yoga nidra um, the chanting part, if I have to do it alone, I, I freeze up. I notice parts of myself are more scared or I'm, I'm retracting or contracting my, myself. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the way that I found my, my ground when it comes to chanting is, a, is with a big part of the Kundalini yoga teachings is, is that it's all about vibration. And so if mm-hmm. we look at ourselves on a, mm-hmm. on a cellular level where we're vibrating with the universe, this is said speak a lot to in me, lot.
0: Here we go. <laughs> Let's talk it out. Let's talk about it. I, I just got excited. Cool. Okay, bring it home. And,
1: And so, um, you know, we have it in our cultural dialogue, right? Oh, she has such a good vibe or Mm -hmm. I didn't really like those vibes. And so that's also a subtle body thing. That's the awareness that it feels really good to be with Lane and it doesn't feel really good to be with that one. And so, (laughs) um, you know, that's vibration. And so it's like, I can, I can feel you're in a good mood. So we're already tuned in, in a way to, to the subtle, because we can tell when someone's in a bad mood and we're standing next to them, whether or not they say anything to us. And so um this is the essence of kundalini yoga they call it the nod it's that you know there's an essence um a vibratory essence to everything and so um the the aspect of um of chanting that really hooked me is that every word that we speak and every sound that we make creates a vibration that moves through our body and what, whatever language you're speaking um that's that's a vibration because your tongue is vibrating into your, into your head and you might not, you know, listeners or or all of us might not necessarily feel that or hear that at this point in wherever you are tuned into the subtlety, but um, there is a vibration that's happening. And so the repetition of the chanting is, um, is creating an experience where over time you create a vibration that is in alignment with whatever might be being chanted. And so um, these ancient languages that come from different regions of India, they're not, they're vibrational languages. And so they are not like English where we have these definitions to the words that we're using. It's that the way that your tongue hits your mouth creates a specific vibration. And in that vibration, you're changing your body chemistry and that's sort of how all of these languages have been built Mm -hmm. and um and so that's where the mantras come through is that you're creating a specific vibration within your body that changes your chemical state yes (laughs) yeah (laughs) and so um you know my hope is to bring it from the clouds back to earth is that it's a it's really a science and that's what um you know our modern understanding of science is is sort of slowly coming to a place where it can recognize that these ancient forms of science had some things figured out.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And,
1: um, and that's where some recent studies as in the last hundred years, um, and, and this is brought up in, in Yoga Nidra teachings as well, um, Dr. Emoto, who mm-hmm. was a Japanese scientist who studied how Water particles change depending on the words that you used, yes. um, and that you spoke to them, or that even that you wrote on their, um, you know, on their, the dishes they were held the in. So, yeah, exactly. So if you, um, you know, if you look at how the water molecule changed when you used a word like hate versus peace, mm-hmm. they look completely different. One is crystalline and beautiful and a work of art, and the other is yellow and gnarly and, and yeah. so. Um, chanting really works on the same level. It's that what we say matters. The words that we speak matter. And when you're working on a subtle level, the, there's a big crossover in the yoga nidra teachings and the kundalini yoga teachings is that it, it's not relevant whether you say it out loud. If in your mind you're speaking harshness and um, anger, that you know, your body doesn't know the difference.
0: Exactly. That- okay. Your body doesn't know the difference. You just heard Julian say that. And this is really, really important stuff right here, guys. And that's why I want to invite you to grab the free yoga nidra I made for you, because we start having an inner dialogue with ourself when we do this practice. And so we create a sankalpa in the practice, and you can remove that negativity loop or that negative self-talk that hurts the endocrine system, that damages the psyche, that puts changes the vibration all the way around you. So go grab the free practice that I made for you over at lanekennedy.com, free YN practice, okay? Let's start changing and shifting the body, mind, and soul. Oh, I'm so excited for you. All right, go grab it. Let's get back to the show.
1: Still moving through your body and we're made up of water. So if we even just look at Moto's studies and we think about it within our own selves are we talking to ourselves from a place of kindness and compassion um and and if we're not we're likely influencing our own state
0: Yes. And this is where disease comes from. Ladies, this is so good. Julian is bringing it home. This is is why yoga nidra has like completely transformed my life and taken me to the next level because I talk so much in my coaching about these different states and about the frequency and the vibration and the tone. But when I got into the nidra practice, it just, Took me somewhere else, just like mm-hmm. emote, like the languaging started to shift inside, yes. right inside my in my my little. You know, you guys, you listen to me, and my, you know, I'm a skeptic, and I can be completely negative, right? Negative Nelly, but the the nidra practice brought that down, right? Mm-hmm. Like that that anxious, anxiety, depressed person that I was, like, because the subtle voices changed, right? The language inside started to change and that changes the whole cell, the whole being. Oh, Julian. So good. I love that. So good. Uh, okay. So let's talk a little bit about the Nidra because this is, you know, thank you for sharing all that juiciness about chanting and it really, so I have been chanting you guys. <laughs> so I started, um, After my nidra practice, I'll actually get up and do like two or three chants, cool. and I which chants? Um, so ask? yes, okay. So your lovely friend Jai, who I hope uh-huh. I can get on this show as well. Oh my god! So I just copy what she says. <laughs> what she's saying, but I plug her in, and I and I start with her, mm-hmm. and then I just chant.
1: Amazing,
0: and it's life-changing
1: cool
0: yeah super su- I'd so juicy so it changes my it, yeah the chemistry and my brain changes i can be in like down and like why am i existing on this planet and i go f- literally to like
1: woo, yeah this is awesome <laughs> yeah it works and it works fast and that's yes the, that's the gift too is that with yoga nidra with chanting with some of the movements in these practices, yes, it can change your state really fast. And that's why yes. I come back is that being in this practice, uh, being in these practices, having this lifestyle, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean the challenges don't, the challenges go away at all. It doesn't no. mean you're not confronting yourself or, you know, confronting the scarcity mindset or the challenges of the times. It's that I have more tools and I know how to get yeah. out of it faster.
0: Yes. It, it, you can like i can float through it mm. it's, I love it's that, yes. yeah it's like it's a, it's a, it's like effortless you know, i can just like go through something instead of the struggle of it yes Ugh. so when you found yoganidra uh i mean you've been doing this for a while now so what was your biggest like oh my god moment like did you feel it did you know it immediately
1: it's a similar listening that, um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, that led my big shift yeah. was I, I took a class and I knew yoga nidra before I knew yoga nidra
0: uh-huh.
1: um, in the sense that it was, you know, nidra means sleep and yoga means, you know, consciousness or union or awareness. And I, uh, I, I just thought it was sleep. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a nap. This is so nice, <laughs> right? Um, but but also this, you know, this business professional, type A perfectionist who always wants to utilize time efficiently thought, well, what's the point? I'll just take a sixty-minute class instead of a ninety-minute class or an hour and a half class, mm-hmm. um, because I don't need a nap. So mm-hmm. I sort of just down downgraded it, and it wasn't until I I really I needed that peace that I I fell for it and um, yeah so what happened it was a, a voice I guess I was I took a class that was um, similar to what I teach regularly here in LA which was mm-hmm. a um, 60 minute vinyasa class with a 30 minute yoga nidra mm-hmm. and so I, I loved the the way that the the vinyasa class was it was really active and similar to how I like to teach. So I really related to the teacher on that, on that level. And then I did the Nidra and I fell asleep within five <laughs> minutes of it. Um, yeah. you know, it's a, the body scan is like, I, I think of it as like, it's like the warrior quest. If you can fight and get through the body scan, then you've arrived you can, mm-hmm. yeah. you can experience the gifts. Um, but but I didn't even know that, so I thought it was just you know the body scan, and I I dropped out. But when I woke up, I had a very clear. When the practice ended and I woke up, I had a very clear message that um, you have a lot to learn from this teacher, and mm. I um, and she made an announcement that she'd be doing a training, and my heart just said yes, 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 and my mind said no, you can't afford it, or um, I was. I was going to Bali to lead a retreat and um, stay in Bali for a few weeks. And so that's where my, my money was going. And I said, well, you can't go on two trips because this one was in Europe. And so I said no to myself and I ended up going to Bali and it was, um, it was a bit of a heartbreaking trip for me and the retreat went, went fine, but I, I saw parts of myself that I really um, knew I needed to heal and I, Um, I had a bit of a heartbreak during that experience there and I ended up coming back a little bit lost and disenchanted and so I went back to that that same class and my my inner voice my soul said you need to learn this practice Mm -hmm. and I was still falling asleep in the body scan I wasn't I had no idea what this practice was really but I said yes and I, I went and I went and I lived in Europe with with this teacher and another, and I, I, um, I learned how to facilitate and guide yoga nidra and a lot of other things, and that's where I learned more about astrology and holding a deeper space for people. And it was in that month we were doing yoga nidra every day, mm. and and sometimes multiple times a day. And I, I really met met that voice, mm. and it sounded. If, you, if we had had this conversation before I did that training and I said I met my soul, I, I would have rolled my eyes. Um, but I really felt like I was able through this practice to sit down with with that voice that mm-hmm. I had been listening to my whole life. I actually was able to sit with it and yeah. have a conversation and, yeah. and actually know it. And so um, it was life-changing. And I, part of the training was that we had to we had to facilitate one. So I had to leave one. And the amount of presence that I felt in my body, it was mm-hmm. like chills and goosebumps and love and all of these beautiful experienced emotions and sensations were in me in that 30 minutes that it just was this natural. This is it. This is where I want to sit. And, so, uh, and yeah so I came back from from Europe and it was I jumped right in I mm-hmm. I took classes I started to teach it I was very much promoting it and studying it and diving really deep.
0: It was such a profound practice. It <laughs> just mm-hmm. it just I was just thinking about the the body scan, you know, just the first time that I put my body down. I had no, you know, I just, I'm like, I'm just trying another meditation. I'm just going to mm-hmm. try it, you know? And it, there are so many parts of the Nidra that you don't even know about because you're, you're gone. Like I just yeah. disappeared right into space. And when I came out of it that first time, I was like, what just happened? You know, I just, pss- distinctly remember thinking what just happened because I, previous to this, I was doing quantum meditations mm. and I was going pretty far out there, but then this was like just a whole other thing. I don't Like just a whole other place. Uh, so the body scan, is that like your favorite part?
1: That's the part that I experienced the most yeah. <laughs> because I still fall asleep. Um, yeah. you know, I, um, I still drop, drop out. And at this point, I know enough that, um, and I, I think it's important to share that you're not actually falling asleep. Most people aren't falling asleep when they, they black out at the body scan. So yeah. um, I, I like the body scan because it's, it's sensational. I feel it. But what I've noticed about my practice is that what I enjoy most changes. Yeah, And so um, I'm really digging the, the pairs of opposites right now and being able to feel different mm-hmm. states mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. being and mm-hmm. to experience different emotions and to say, oh yeah, that does feel heavy mm-hmm. or that this is what a yes feels like and now I know. And so that mm-hmm. right now is the biggest piece for me. And I think it goes hand in hand with where I'm at in my own personal development is that mm-hmm. Um, to be able to articulate and share my emotional states, it's really big for me right now. And to to see the um, the the value of how someone else or something else is making me feel, and to be able to just feel it in my body without retracting and retreating into my mind like I habitually
0: oh, I right. do. Yeah, yeah. What we do. That's what what we do. So I want to get really practical for a minute and then we're going to have to wrap it up. Okay. Thank you for listening, you guys. This is, I know this is, we've gone over, but this is such a juicy conversation today with Julian. Uh, So I want to share, I want you to share um, practical, practical tips. Um, Do you, have you created a sacred space in your house for your practice or do you just like lay down or like share, share that's practical, something practical. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, so I I travel a lot. Mm -hmm. My life right now looks like me and my red suitcase going through customs. (laughs) So I've been been on a journey in the last two years where I spend about six months in Los Angeles and six months traveling. Um, Usually I'm teaching in Europe for three months. I go down to Ecuador. I've been in Indonesia. So my practice right now looks like where I can, where I can be is where I I do it. And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I do try to create a sacred space. One tip that has been really helpful for me as someone who can drop out of the Nidra is to not do it in my bed. And so wherever I am, I roll out my yoga mat and I get my blanket and I lay on the floor so I'm creating a sacred space that's not my sleeping space so yeah. I'm not creating an association between the two practices mm-hmm. when I'm at home I, I do I have a little area in my room and I like to light a candle or some incense or something that can create a different experience than whatever I might be doing in my room hmm and my favorite times to practice, I love to practice in the morning. And so this, is, yeah. this has been a game changer for me is that I, I try to wake up about an hour earlier than I, I need to. And I get out of my bed and I lay on my mat and I do yoga nidra so that I still wake up when I'm supposed to, but I've really connected with myself before I even get there. And so that's a big part of my morning, morning practice.
0: So easy, you guys. Really just roll over, get out of the bed, mat on the floor. You could land on it. <laughs> right. You could just like set it up the night before and just do it. You know, mm-hmm. like I that's game changer. I, yeah. Game changer. First thing in the morning. Like I have changed my schedule to wake up at like five, five fifteen. And uh just get out of the bed. Get out of the bed. <laughs> just do yeah. it. Uh, the other and you're
1: is, getting so much more rest. The 30 oh, minutes of yoga nidra yes. they've they've studied is is a, roughly the equivalent of two hours of sleep for the amount of shift that can happen in your brain state mm-hmm. and the hormones that get released when you're, yes. when you're in that space. So you're really waking up an hour earlier to get two extra hours of sleep.
0: So juicy. So good. Yeah, uh, it's a good hack. It really is. It's Transform my life and my my students. They last week I had a new group of students come in, uh, and several of them were like, "Oh my god, I'm sleeping again!" Like they had oh, this, I'm you sorry. know, like they slept all through the night for the whole week. I love that, and I was like, "Yes, it's working!" And they're like, "What?" We had no idea. I'm like, no, you don't have any idea. <laughs> you have no idea what's going to happen next. Oh, it's like the gift of being the guide is
1: that when people come back and they start to tell you, oh, this happened to me or, oh, I experienced yeah. for the first time, I wasn't anxious when I went to bed. It's yes. like, I feel like that's the paycheck It's like, oh, oh my gosh.
0: Yeah. Ah. <laughs> so juicy. Okay, so we gave them a practical tip: just roll out of the bed and get there, and practice every day and often, regularly and often is good. Uh, you can chant if you want. Uh, Julian, where do you want them to go and find you over at your website, JulianElizabeth.com? Is that going to work for you?
1: Yeah, you can visit me on my website. I have a lot to share. So I, in addition to guiding yoga nidra and yoga, Kundalini yoga, vinyasa yoga, all of these styles that i i bring together i also uh, share nutrition and astrology and overall wellness and lifestyle so you can find a lot there there's a lot of resources and recipes and downloads and and then i love sharing on on instagram that's where i play a lot so also it's julian elizabeth
0: Julian Elizabeth over on Instagram, you guys, go check out what she's doing. She's going to be doing some yoga nidra trainings and retreats. Hello, retreats, uh, you know, in 2020. So you want to make sure that you're on the list and raising your hand saying, yes, I want into that (laughs) because Julian is a truly magical woman in the world sharing this gift. thank you. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. You are such a light. I really appreciate you.
1: Thank you, Lane. Likewise. I'm so grateful to have experienced this with you.
0: Yeah. Okay, you guys, may this day bring you something light, something bright, and something so juicy that you may be the woman you are here to be. Until next time, take good care of yourself. Bye for now. How was that? Another episode. Thank you for listening so very much. I hope you got something out of that episode. Even if it was a little tiny nugget, I just really appreciate you hanging out with me. And I want to invite you to jump on over to lanekennedy.com and grab a practice, right? I have a lot of practices and a lot of things over there that I offer my clients. And one of the new juicy things that I'm sharing with people is a yoga nidra practice with me. So you can jump on over to lanekennedy.com forward slash free YN practice. That's free YN practice. And you'll get one of my, um, it's a really great, actually, it's a really great practice, uh, around ceremony and it will put you in deep, my friend. So go on over there and grab it. It's, it's my gift to you. Thanks for listening and hanging out until the next episode. Bye for now.